You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, On the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Courtney and Kim Take New York. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Courtney and Kim news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Courtney and Kim Take New York. Well, hello, hello, everyone. I am Jackie Moran, and I'm so excited to break down, I can't believe it, it's already the third to final episode of the season for Courtney and Kim Take New York, and uh, I believe last week was where the end began. Well, I guess then the end is continuing to play out on this week's episode. I think we've all been waiting for that moment where Chloe and Kim come to a head, and that happened tonight. So on top of the Chris and Kim drama that has been the thread throughout the season. Uh, so lots to talk about tonight. Golden Globes move over. Um, and I'm so excited to introduce my co-host to chat with me about it. We have a new member. Let me welcome to the panel, Mark Allen. You What's can follow him on? at Mark E. Allen on Twitter. That's with one L, uh, A-L-A-N. Hey, Mark, what's up? How's it going? Represent L.A. Uh, you guys I know. We, thank God we have at least a good-looking <laughs> man in that studio hey, for Courtney and Kim Take New York tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mari as well, Mari Fagel is on the line joining in, my partner in crime from New York. Welcome, Mari. Hey, Jackie, and hey, Mark. I have to admit it was kind of hard to pull myself away from the Golden Globes tonight, but it was quite a dramatic episode of Courtney and Kim Take New York, so it was justified. It was. <laughs> I know, right? Well, definitely uh, Mari is at Mari Fagel on Twitter, and I'm Jackie Moran. And if you check out our Twitter pages tonight, they were flying with live tweeting from the Golden Globes, which we will actually chat about in a style special tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard on After Buzz TV. We're going to break down all those gowns. But, uh, you know, from fashion to drama with Courtney and Kim, Certainly, I did not mind switching the channel, and, uh, you know, I, with just maybe now two more episodes, we had a major debate on this show, Mark, you weren't with us last week, we had a major debate about whether or not the marriage was fixed to begin with because of the fact that this marriage all of a sudden is disintegrating in front of our eyes, and I know Mari's kind of with me where it's like... Did it even begin? And it's ending. So, you know, we're definitely, Mari, I'd love to check in on those poll results. Mari has been keeping a track of the uh, fans' opinions on TheLegalLady.com. That's with one L. And uh, so hopefully we'll get to that and get an update there. But let's get right into this episode. I, You know, I wanted to talk about the light things first. 
Scott and Courtney, but I can't help myself. I'm just going to get right into Kim and Chloe. Let's just do it. Um, you know, Mark and Mari, I, I have gotten so many tweets, I don't know about you guys, that everyone was waiting for Kim and Chloe to approach each other. And I couldn't believe it. We were like halfway into the episode, I feel like, and they were still playing like high school children's games from them walking into the room, not speaking to each other, like saying two words to each other, to the uh, lucky event where... Kim wouldn't sit with them, and she's like, because I hate them. Like, And I thank God Chris called her out for being a high school girl, mm-hmm. acting like a high school girl, um, which I think is an insult to high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of Kim's approach to Chloe in the beginning half of this episode? Mari, let's start with you, and then we'll get Mark holding it down in L.A. We'll, we'll move on to Mark after that. I have to say... I'm glad that Scott and everyone ended up calling her out on it because she was being a total brat, and I couldn't understand it because, yes, Kim can be selfish and a brat, but she she tends to be very sensitive, and she can be very nice as well. And, you know, I've seen those moments with her, and she just seemed like very aloof, and that was something new, seeing her being so aloof and so fake and so guarded with her own family that was very new and you know i'm glad that at the end of the episode they finally got to the root of what was going on because like her angst and anger towards chloe you knew that it was rooted in something else you knew she had to have been angry with someone else i.e chris because like what she was saying to chloe didn't make sense she was saying like um, you're jealous of me because I also married a basketball player. I was like, what are you talking about? That's showing Kim's own insecurity. And so I just thought that Kim was very crazy and insecure, and it just showed that she was angry at, at someone else and pointing that anger towards the wrong person. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I think also, like, I mean, it, you, like you said, we could definitely <clears throat> see that uh, – you know, Kim, it was definitely rooted from something else, her being unhappy. But, you know, we've all all had those moments, you know, where, you know, if you've gotten into a fight with somebody, an argument, and that first, you know, time that you go back and, and you see that person again, that awkward moment. And, and it's funny because usually Chloe is usually the, the mediator between everybody. But now that she was kind of in this, you know, this fight, she couldn't do that. And, I mean, it ended up, you know... She ended up, you know, still being the mediator of the own of her own uh, argument later in the show, but you know, it went on for a long time when, it, you know, it, it it wasn't really her fault. So, well, that's the thing I want to ask because through the episode, Kim. Now, I think I think personally, here's my opinion: Kim was acting like she didn't do anything wrong, and I was like, "Is she kidding me?" Like she's totally seeming I and I finally feel like thank God she came around towards the end of the episode but people were tweeting at me like what is wrong with Kim because who did you I want to know who you guys were siding with throughout because I know Chloe can also be like a little harsh and a little you know but that's why we love her and so you wonder if anybody out there could side with Kim on this. I wonder if you guys could at all. I couldn't. I thought Kim was being totally irrational. Even Jonathan was like, 
you know, you did flip out on her. You called her ugly. But Kim, it was like she was really believing in herself that she didn't have a reason to apologize, that it was being blown out of proportion. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Why are you approaching me on this so much? Uh, I felt like for a while that she really believed herself. And I just could not understand how she even thought she had grounds to act the way she was acting. So I want to make sure that everyone's in the same boat, but maybe not. Like, did was it possible for anyone to side with Kim on this? Where where did you stand on, on the way each of them were acting about it? I don't think that there's any way to side with Kim. I think that there's a way to justify her behavior, meaning she is, you know, upset, unhappy with her life. She rushed into a marriage too soon, and she doesn't know what to do, so she's taking out her anger on other people. So there's a way to justify it, but I don't think anyone would side with her because... Like, Chloe didn't even do anything to spur on those comments. Uh, you know, Chloe, Chloe didn't even do anything to spur on those comments. Like, it's not like Chloe sometimes can be mean to people and, and say things, but she didn't even do anything in this particular instance. It was just like all of a sudden, Kim started, you know, emailing her and texting her and leaving voicemails that were just nasty, and it was so unprovoked and so unlike her. Yeah, and I think, I mean... They were very hurtful words, and um, you know, I guess in the moment we, we all we all say things, you know, like that. I don't know if it's to that extent, but I think inside she obviously didn't mean you know those things. But to anybody else, I mean, you can't say something like that. And I mean, the, the, whoever you say it to, you know, m- they might know that you don't mean it. You know, you're just you're just mad or pissed off. So it's still going to be inside. It's still going to inside. It's going to um, you know affect you. And I think it all comes back to, I think, Kim just being in denial of the, you know, her whole situation and being so busy with her career, but also have this crazy marriage that wasn't going to work out. You know, it's, it's, she's in denial and kind of just lashing out on, on other people around her and the people around her are being affected most. So, Yeah, I mean, I thought, like, even when she was doing the empty sorry thing and I was like, what is wrong yeah. with her? I really, like, wanted to hate Kim um, you know, throughout this with Chloe, because I just felt like she was just being so diva. I actually loved Scott through this. I think <laughs> guys sometimes can bring like a great grounded perspective. Hopefully, Mark, that's what I you're going to bring to us. Yes. Although me and Mari are pretty <laughs> grounded already. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I think guys bring a great grounding perspective because women, I, I will say this, I'm a woman, we can tend to get emotional. Mm-hmm. And Scott, you know, was even saying to, to Kim, you know, you're acting, you've been a diva, I think you're embarrassed, you need to take a step back. And he even took it so far as to sit down and have a conversation with her. And I think Scott did a great job of calling her out on whether it was just the Chloe thing or whatever it was. That conversation for me between Kim and Scott really was hitting it on the head. I think Courtney tried to be the mediator. I don't think that she, you know, with sisters, it's kind of hard. She yeah. even said that. And so Scott kind of took a stab at it. And he's having to live through this. So, you know, I love when guys just tell it like it is. You know, no emotion. I mean, emotions, but, like, not that heightened emotion thing. And he was just like, listen, your attitude is <laughs> terrible lately. You're negative. The way you're acting is odd. You're cold. This isn't like you, you know, and let's get the energy back to decent around here. I don't, I think, you know, Mari, I know you love Scott. I do have to say he could not have said it better here throughout this whole thing. I think he was the kind of the turning point for, for the, 
whole episode as far as the way Kim was acting. Well, you know what I'm going to say. I do absolutely love Scott, and I loved him here. He was a total mediator, and I think that it was wise of him to step in because, like you said, Courtney is too close to the situation because she is a family member. And Scott totally stepped up, and he called Kim on her shit, you know? And I think she really listened to him. I don't know. It's nice to see Scott because he's grown so very much from past seasons on this show and like now he's the one dishing advice he called <laughs> chloe the chloe whisperer this episode but he's the scott whisperer i mean he he's there and he he's mending the family yeah you can definitely tell i mean he's come such a long way from you know stuffing dollar bills and waiters mouths to now actually sitting down understanding a problem and then you know making things you know better it's just I don't know. You know the the situation's gotten bad. If he had to step in and just you know what, right, I gotta I gotta do what I gotta do to fix this because the energy's so bad. So yeah, it was good to see him do that though. I used to hate him, man. I used to hate him, but now he's like, hey, yeah, all right. He's a good guy now. <laughs> I know. Isn't that amazing? We are like we can't say enough good things about Scott this season on AfterBuzz. Uh, so Scott, hey, if you want to call us, we'll we'll <laughs> definitely love to have you on. But it's true. I mean, he's turned uh, on such a great page right now and you know the thing is is he's okay the one there's two guys in this situation he stepped in he took a stand he, he sat him down he talked right to her on the other hand look at Chris during this situation I'm very curious the, the Chloe and Kim storyline kind of overlapped with the Kim and Chris storyline here so I feel like we have to kind of weave into the Chris and Kim storyline because it all sums up in one big pile at the end. But Kim and Chris, you know, there really wasn't much interaction between them during this episode. It was, this, honestly, if you could have cut that weirdness, not even tension, just weirdness mm -hmm. with a knife, I mean, it was like insanity. I mean, Chris is off going to get massages and pedicures. You know something's weird. Um, you know, and I'd like to know what his athlete friends think about that. You know, maybe yeah. that's why they were booing him. <laughs> uh, but uh, what the heck? I mean, I'm wondering what it is so awkward with Chris and Kim during this episode. And I have to say, I'm not really hating on Chris Humphreys too much this season. If you've listened to the past shows. But the one thing I'm going to say is why was Chris so detached from Kim and Chloe's situation? I, I thought that was really weird. He did come off kind of cold about that. I don't think Kim was in the right with him and a lot of things that was, were said in her conversation with Chloe, which we'll get to. But what did you think of Chris Humphreys in reaction to the Chloe-Kim drama? I thought he was like very – he came off – for the first time, really pretty bad to me, like being like, I don't care. I'm staying out of it. You know, I hate Chloe. Like for the first time, I really thought, oh, there's that editing they were talking about. Cause this is the first time I thought he looked pretty bad in a somewhat serious, as serious as it can get on the show uh, situation. What did you think, Mari? I don't think this is the first time he's looked pretty bad because you can't forget when he said in the past, no one's going to remember you in a couple of years and, you know, things like that. But I think the worst of his conversation tonight was when he said, you already know I hate Chloe. I think that is terrible for him to say. He should have never said that. But other than that, I don't think what he said was that bad because he was, he was trying not to get involved and he just said, you guys are sisters, you'll probably make up. Like, I don't know. I don't think what he said was that bad except for the, him saying, you know I hate Chloe. Other than that, 
you've got to be careful when siblings get in fights and then, you know, you turn to your loved one because it, it's like you can talk shit about your sibling, but no one else can type, type of thing. And so it's a very difficult, like, situation to be in. And I don't think what he said was that bad. I guess that she needed someone to, like, vent to and he wasn't listening to her. So that I understand he wasn't really listening. But in terms of him saying you guys are sisters, you'll make up, I don't think that was that bad. Right. I, I, I mean, I agree with him with the, the whole thing where, um, you know, you guys are sisters, you'll make up. Yeah, eventually, you know, we've all had, had fights with our siblings and eventually things do get better well, uh, for the most part. But when, when if you're in a relationship, not only a rela- relationship, if you're married and your wife comes to you and saying, you know, she needs obviously needs some comforting because, you know, stuff going around in her life. And I know they have some some beef going on, too, and things were kind of awkward between them, too. But he he was not comforting at all. You know, she came to him with her, with her problems and then, you know, saying, I hate Chloe anyways. Like, that's just making the problem worse. It's like this whole episode, he had, it was one mood. It was just, he was just boring. He was just, you know, how, I mean, I know they got married right away, but how how, how could that, I mean, how could he even have that, you know, get that spark for, for Kim? I mean, he just seems he's... I don't know. That's why you wait a while, just because this part comes out, and then you know not to make the mistake. So, Right. Well, <laughs> you know, it's so funny, because the thing, the reason I thought of he was pretty bad during this is because the first time he really came off like, I don't care, or whatever, I hate Chloe, that, I, so that actually, just like those two sentences to me, mm-hmm. felt more real than like the stupid foot-in-the-mouth things that he said in the past. That's why I thought he came off really pretty bad. Yeah, I don't right. know if I can blame him, though. In the, with the fact that Kim has been acting like just totally awful with him. I mean, the organizing stuff. She's, you're wearing that shirt. Like, she's just completely, I just feel a total animosity from her to him before this, after these comments, all the time. I mean, this season, I feel with Kim, those couple of moments where you like the organizing, you wearing that shirt comments, I feel like that's Kim's demeanor towards Chris the whole season. So this leads me to her breakdown to Chloe. And it makes me wonder, it brings us to this debate that we really got into it last week as far as where this marriage really started, was it ever real, when did it really end, what's like the real deal here? Because you see her break down to Chloe at the end finally, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I haven't been myself. I can't believe I don't like the way I've been acting in this marriage. I don't like the way it's made me, you know, like I've spent so much time worrying about the marriage, you know, that it's made me neglect my family. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, number one, she's not that good of a, here's, here are my thoughts. Number one, she's not that good of an actress, so maybe she really is distressed at this point. But who is she kidding? How much time has she been spending on Chris that she hasn't had time for her family? Because in my head, she hasn't spent any real time with Chris, which then leads me to wonder how real could this marriage have ever been if she's already feeling like she doesn't like herself and she's putting so much effort when I have seen none of it and I've never even seen them be real and start this marriage. So I'm like wondering, was this totally fake? I kind of stand, I go a little back and forth. I think that Chloe did call it out in a good way saying like you both got caught up and you know, marriage is not all rainbows and bunnies. But the thing is, is I think they got caught up and the rainbows and bunnies thing, like 
you figure that out and spend a month or a year or whatever to get to know each other so that you're not married and not having the rainbows and bunnies. So you can just easily break up. So they, I think, I really do think they got swept up, didn't think it through, got married. And I think that Kim was done with this marriage. The more I watch it, I think Kim was trapped with the big planning of the wedding. I think they kind of even knew it and were stuck and no matter what, like, even if they didn't have the right things going on leading up to the wedding, that you could never, for the money, for the TV, for the fans, for everything, you could never get out of that. So I think back to, like, the morning of the wedding when she looked, like, so tired and drained. And I feel like the problem started, they got swept up, and then, the pro- like, it all just swirled into this big mess. I think she wanted to be out of this when this season of filming with this show started. I don't think it was fake in the beginning, but I think it came even quicker than this show. Okay, so we're, yeah. <laughs> now that I let it all out, Mari, where, where are you in this? All right. I don't think that the marriage was fake or solely for the show. I think that like Kim said in tonight's episode, she got swept up in the fairy tale of it and swept up in it too soon. Because tonight I feel like I saw her real emotions. Like we said, she's not a good actress. And when she was crying to Chloe, I really feel like I saw her real emotions. And she was finally being honest with herself, saying, I'm not happy with who I am in this marriage. I'm not happy with this marriage. I got swept up in the whole thing. The only thing that I think was really wrong is she seems to have just totally given up on it because even Chloe said to her, well, you know, you can wait till you go back to LA and see how things are like there. And at that point, at that conversation, it seems like Kim's mind is already made up. She like doesn't even really respond. She's like, I'm going to talk to Courtney about this. Don't talk to Courtney about this. At that point, her mind was already made up. And I think that she gave up on it way too soon. I mean, the stress on that marriage of living in a New York suite together with your sister-in-law and your brother-in-law, like, or, you know, and Scott, the whole thing is very stressful. And I think that she should have at least given it the chance to move back to L.A., you know, talk to him about it. I think that she didn't give him the courtesy or a chance of the opportunity to do that. I think that at this moment in time when she has this conversation with Chloe, her mind's made up and she's given up on it far too fast. Yeah, I, th- I think I think also the you know those tears at the end were the you know the uh, the main thing that said all right maybe you know this was this was a real thing, um, but yeah, her um, her wanting to you know it, it kind of take it down to your, the the um, the basic facts like okay say your sister gets a, a a new bike for Christmas and you're like man I want that bike her sister got a you know a basketball player not even just a basketball player she got a, a marriage and things have actually worked out with it so she's kind of you know take a step back and although she's so busy with everything I think she wanted something that um, you know that her sisters have and she has to make a decision. Um, I think also that she gave up too soon because I mean, marriage isn't something you just throw, you know, throw in the towel. Like, all right, this ain't going to work. But I mean, I'm glad they got this on tape and I hope, you know, and I don't think it was all for show either, but I'm glad they got this on tape just to kind of give, you know, Kim some credit, like, okay. Um, you know, this, this wasn't all for show, uh, you know, seeing that she actually was hurt by this whole, you know, falling out. But, um, I don't know her not giving it, giving it you know another chance or taking it back to LA or whatnot um, kind of bugs me. But seeing the fact that you know it was never going to work out with him wanting to be in Minnesota, her wanting to be in LA, and oh no, we can spend time in Minnesota. They just 
they were clashing way too much. So I do not think it was just for show. Um, but at the same time, I don't think they uh, they gave it the full, you know, amount of effort on on each side. So. Yeah, like I I totally agree with you guys. And Mari, you actually brought up the perfect final thing that the reason that my theory, like all my theories, I feel like I'm settled except for the fact that I can't understand why her mind was like so made up where she didn't want to try. You're right. I'm glad you brought up her reaction to Chloe because you could totally see right through her that she was just done. And that is why I kind of have, I wouldn't have a poor opinion of the situation actually on Kim's part if it weren't for seeing that. Because you know what? I, I wouldn't necessarily be so, ma- so like, not happy with her through this if she got swept up. She, lots of complications, blah, blah, blah. You know, like everything I just said, I wouldn't necessarily be, you know, hating on Kim. And I'm not really hating on Kim, but I wouldn't have, you know, kind of a bone to pick with her other than the fact that I think because she's spoiled, because she doesn't have to deal with, like, real challenges in her life, which is a nice life to live, but when you are faced with one, the way she just thinks she can be like, nope, done, I'm not trying. That does bother me. That's actually the thing that bothers me the most. Whatever she got herself into, she's in it. So you know what? At least maybe you're not happy with yourself. You are in these ridiculous circumstances. That's, I think, what bothers me about Kim. Not that I think it's fixed. Not that I think anything other than the fact that she saw a problem, didn't like it, done, I don't want to have to deal with it. That's actually really, I think, what the bottom line factor is that's bothering me about Kim and the whole situation. And you know what it makes me think about is when Kim announced the divorce, Chris put out a statement and he said something like, I'm so sad to see it end like I want to work on it. He he put out a statement that made it sound like it was a surprise to him and it was a shock to him and that he was vowing to keep trying where she gave up and now I understand why. It seems like she doesn't even discuss these things with him and he gives her the opportunity to too because when she was sitting there eating her veggie burger and it was awkward and he was like, what's up, what's wrong? He's asking her. That is a perfect chance for her to say, hey, I haven't been that happy lately. Like, what's going on? It's Instead, she was just like, I'm fine. What do you talk about? I'm fine. And so she is shutting herself off from him. She's putting her guard up, and she's given up on the marriage. And so at this point, there's not very much Chris can even do. It's doomed. Yeah, but I think, I don't know. I, I think there could have been more. It was... I mean, I know they, you know, they they cut and, and paste w- what they need, but him coming in is just like a, oh yeah, what are you doing? Uh, what does that smell? That's uh, is that all veggie burger? Oh yeah, uh, and then oh, so what's wrong? You're acting weird. All right, I'm gonna go get a massage. And then it's like, I, I just I don't know. I don't I don't get it. Like it, it's not very comforting, you know. Sit her down, pull her chair around, look her in the eyes. Like what we need to do something to to work this out. That's how I would approach the situation. Especially with Kim Kardashian, damn. I was just gonna say, maybe you need to try and date Kim Kardashian. Yeah, we all. After watching this episode, <laughs> Throw it I'm out like, there on Twitter. We all had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I just there's just some weird missing link with these two, but I just don't like. I really don't like that she is able to get away with just sweeping into all this, getting out of it, and and that's. Really, you know, there was a lot of talk about her ending it because he'd get more money because it was at a certain mark, you know, with, like, 
the agreements and all that. And, oh, know you know, that. so would Chris want to stay in it to get more money? Like, you don't know the truth. I can only speculate on everything we hear. But, but based on what we're watching, based on this episode, I do agree with Mari where I do think that Kim is in her own planet and makes her own decisions. And it's just like not facing any repercussions and not even really regarding the people around her. And that's really just what bothers me, though I do feel bad because I do think she got caught up in, like, this major tangle that she's, like, kind of wondering how did this happen, you know? But um, I, I, I am just, you know, maybe Mark's going to tweet her and ask if he could date her. I'm no, not so thrilled with her right now. I'm not going to ask to date her anytime soon because... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's... I a- think- I think it's part, you know, it, you know, we're all a product product of our environment. It's a, it's about upbringing, and um, you know, even on the lower scale or, or on the on the biggest thing that you you know that you could do this marriage. You know what life is about finding someone, and then I think, you know, we all learn from our mistakes, and this is a big mistake that hopefully you know this will make her a better person, and you know, not you know, we hope we don't have like a J Lo thing where she's. You know, got somebody else coming up, you know, like next year she's with somebody else. And then, you know, it's just you have to learn from your mistakes. And um, hopefully she did from this one. You know, and we brought this up. Do you think she will? That's the question I keep asking. I I don't think she will. I I don't don't feel like, yeah, I think she's keeping a low profile. But hello, that's what her PR people are telling her to do. (laughs) I really hope she learns from it. Unfortunately, I just, why should she have to? She hasn't had to face anything. You know, I know we talked about this in the past, Mari. Are you still kind of thinking that too, or, or what are your hopes here? I do think that she will be a lot more guarded with who she dates and a lot more careful about jumping into a marriage. Um, I mean, I don't know. She already did this once when she was 19 and jumped into a marriage too fast. You think she would have learned her lesson there, but that was a long time ago. And this was jumping into a marriage too fast because the you know reality show and the producers and everyone encouraging it. I do think that next time she's going to be a lot more guarded. I just have a feeling that she will, or vice versa. Even if she's not, I think any guy who dates her will be a lot more guarded. And I highly doubt that any future guy who dates her will ever put themselves in the position that Chris Humphreys did. And so whoever she does end up with, I don't think they're going to feel so comfortable, you know, getting engaged on the show and getting married on the show, you know, in just 90 days and this and that, you know. So even if she's not that guarded, the guys will be. Yeah. When I meet her, I'm definitely going to wait at least like a year and a half before I pop the question. (laughs) And we're doing it just, <laughs> we're going to Vegas, though. Just just Vegas, though. No cameras. <laughs> well, you know, from Kim to, you know, the, and Chloe to the final uh, sister, Courtney, you know, I always love transitioning into Courtney and Scott because I feel like they always bring, you know, bring the funny, they bring the lightness. I think I have to say, I think my favorite moment of the entire episode was Scott and Chloe talking about, you know, the Chloe whisper and then her like pulling her bra down or shirt down and showing him her boobs and then telling him that every man needs a bra for their balls. I mean, (laughs) I just love 
these two. I love an excuse for Chloe and Scott to tell it like it is people. When they're mm-hmm. together, it's even better. Him coming and sleeping with her, being like, I hope Lamar will be cool with this. You know, like, I just think I love talking about them. And so I actually decided to save the best for last because they bring – you know, lightness to what's such a drama-filled season. And I think they're on the mend. I think, you know, they're definitely playing up this drama of the sleeping in the bed thing. And I do think that is a real problem, but I think they're working on it. I think Chloe was, like, great with them. I think, you know, Scott is just so funny, even them waking up and him being like, your breath, ah, you know. I think they still do have work to do, but I do think they're getting – you could tell they're a good couple and they're getting to a better place, and I love that they called out uh, Chris and Kim's marriage. I know you tweeted about that, Bari, so uh, I'll let you dish on your favorite here. <laughs> um, so now now can I talk about the short uh, – what, what, uh, what did Chloe refer them to as? You know, the Brangelina of Chloe oh, and Scott, what did she say? Scort, yeah. Scort. So now can I can I dish on Scort? Dish on Scort, please do. Okay, so I I love them, and you know, seeing them versus Chris and Kim, the stark contrast between the two is really what's showing me what's so wrong in Kim and Chris's marriage because they're so affectionate, and even when they're fighting, they work through it. They go to therapy. They go to counseling. I will say I think it's wrong that the two-year-old sleeps in bed. I think it's with them. I think it's wrong that Scott is being kicked out of bed every night because of it, and I think that they need to get back to sleeping together, so I'm glad that Chloe stepped in. But other than that, I think that they're happy together, and I love how Scott said when Chris was like, why do you guys get married? And Scott was like get married if this is what it looks like or he said something and I was like oh snap because that was a big at Chris and Kim's sham of a marriage you know they're not married but they make it work and and they're fun to watch and they're a happy couple and like knowing that they're now expanding their family makes me nothing but happy yeah I think so too it's just it's so good to watch it's, it's so refreshing especially after you know this like a scene before seeing um Kim and Chris and then cutting to them at the end, you know, when they're having dinner and they're at home and sleeping in the same bed again, which is cool. Um, I mean, I, I totally understand. I, I suck at sleeping too, so I can see why he, you know, um, but that would never, you know, get me to kick, kick me out of my, um, my girlfriend's bed though. I, I don't Yeah, I, don't I was just going to say, you, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big sleepwalker, but, um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it was good to see them finally come together at the end. And, um, yeah, it's so refreshing to watch them now. I mean, they've come, come such a long way, and you can definitely see that there's something real with them and, you know, long-lasting especially. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see them do well. You know, Mark, you might be a bad sleeper. That might not get you kicked out of the bed, but you talking about dating and wanting to date Kim Kardashian, that may get you kicked out of the bed. So if you have a current girlfriend, make sure she doesn't watch. Oh, yeah. Um, current girlfriends. Just a little advice, right? Oh, yeah. You don't have TV no, but- or Internet. What's that? I said, my, all my girlfriends don't have TVs or Internet, so we're good. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. No, but, you know, I think... I totally agree with you guys. I think definitely they have to get back to the sleeping together thing. I think I was a little surprised when I saw Courtney shed some tears in that therapy session because I don't know how much faith I put in televised therapy sessions to begin with, but and Courtney is not really much of like, I don't see her get too emotional like that. So I thought it was pretty 
taken aback by that little moment. And I didn't really know what to make of that. So I guess they do really have some stuff they're working on, um, you know, but uh, I definitely love them. We're rooting for them. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. And I think, I think they're doing great. I mean, I think they're an example of a typical couple that's just facing the challenges of children and life and relationships, you know. So I don't mind watching their, you know, semi-struggle, so to speak. They're much easier to take in. Uh, and especially because I love their personalities, too. So that always helps. But uh, always love a good Scott sc- Scorch storyline. <laughs> yeah. I like that they're taking the, the necessary steps, too, to make it better. I know it's televised therapy, but, man, it's just it's it's really good to see somebody, you know, taking the necessary steps. They were, you know, it was really bad a while back. So it's good to see them take the necessary steps to, to, to make something work. So Kim should tune in to that. <laughs> I know, right? Mari, what did you think of the, the televised therapy? Because I know we see it on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, what, what was <laughs> totally your different. Totally different. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm glad that the therapist said, you know, talk to them about having me sleep in the bed because I think it's really inappropriate. I don't know. Like, even Scott said, at least he could sleep in his own bed in the same room, if not down the hall. But um, I think that Courtney's tears were genuine and her emotions were genuine. Oh, yeah, I definitely think so, too. I think the tears tonight from Kim, Courtney, and Chloe, too, even, everybody's (laughs) tears were genuine. I think there really are emotions going on, and so that's why I don't think the whole thing is a complete sham, and I'm sticking to that. doesn't mean I don't have some gripes with Kim, and, uh, you know, unless you guys have any uh, last thoughts, I think we should get into some news and gossip and uh, predictions, and I want to get the updated results of the poll on illegallady.com. So uh, without any further ado, why don't we take a quick commercial, and uh, we'll be right back. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows. From Boardwalk Empire, to American Idol, to Vampire Diaries, to Real Housewives, and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. All right, guys. Well, I don't know how this is going to make Kim Kardashian feel, but uh, there was, of course, tons of news circulating with football Sunday going on that um, a dog is replacing her in the Skechers commercial. Um, And the sneakers company had a saucy commercial of the 31-year-old Kardashian in her Skechers shape-up in 2011 and little else. 
But this year, with the Super Bowl coming around, Skechers is replacing Kardashian with a canine, as USA Today reported. The French bulldog is seen in the clip racing in the brand's new Geo Run shoes against a pack of greyhounds. Now, USA Today noted that Skechers' decision arrives two months following Kardashian's highly publicized divorce filing from Chris Humphreys. But the president of Skechers Fitness says bad PR does not have anything to do with it. He said, Kim got us more attention than we ever dreamed. Yet, as the company tries to grow into a high-tech running shoe business, they have established Skechers. They have to establish Skechers as more than a lifestyle company. And, of course, Kardashian's contract expired at the end of 2011. So... What is your take? You think it's a bad PR or not? Because obviously that statement means nothing. <laughs> I think it's just, I don't think they would stick with the same spokesperson. I think they have to change it up and keep it fresh. So I actually don't necessarily think it's because of the bad PR. Sir. Yeah, I don't think it's bad PR. And e- either way, I mean, even having that out there that, you know, that they're dropping her and putting replacing her with a dog, that's even getting even more... You know, publicity. So I don't think it's bad PR. Probably just a change in the change in the ways. What's your take, Mari? Uh, I just thought it was hilarious that um, that I saw all these headlines like, "Who would you prefer at the Super Bowl, Kim Kardashian or a French bulldog?" And I just <laughs> thought that that was hilarious that they kept comparing her to a French bulldog in all these headlines. Um, I don't know. She's probably getting too expensive for. For the brands, I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I don't. I think at the end of the day, companies love attention, no matter what. It's not like she did anything like with drugs or like something that would set a bad example necessarily. I mean, of course, it's not the best uh, situation, but I don't think it was harsh enough to have that be the reason. But I do think it's hysterical that dog replacing Kim Kardashian. You're right, Mari. That was like so funny. Uh, just to begin with as a storyline. But uh, she actually is landing another small screen gig, so don't worry too much. Um, She's actually going to guest host on ABC's Live with Kelly. Uh, They're still looking for a permanent replacement on the Live with Kelly show after departed co-host Regis Philbin left. And the Keeping Up with the Kardashian star will climb into the guest host seat on January 23rd, kicking off a week of all-female guest hosts. So during the episode, Kardashian and Kelly Ripa will, will interview Glee star Kevin McHale, and Kardashian will dish on the upcoming upcoming season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So that'll be interesting, I think, because, you know, I'm curious to see what she's going to have to say about that next season, um, you know, as far as her involvement. So that'll be interesting, I think, for Kardashian fans to, to check out. Will you guys be watching? Um... <laughs> I feel like one of the other K-sisters would be a more fun co-host than Kim. I don't know. I've seen Kim. Remember that week that they all did the Today Show with Hoda Kotb? Um, I don't know. I feel like Scott would be more fun or Chloe or Chris Jenner. I don't know. I feel like Kim can be a little boring for a co-host, um, but I am excited to watch. I know. Those are some, some big shoes to fill with Regis. Well, not... Not probably literally because he's a short guy, but um, yeah, I could definitely see. I could definitely see. You know, like they should have Scott and Chloe on there. That would be a good time. But uh, yeah, Kim with the with the co-hosting thing. I don't know. She'll bring a big. She'll bring a uh, big following. So that's all they really want right now. 
Right. I think people, I definitely think people will be tuning in to see, you know, she's kept it low-key. She wasn't at the awards, even though she won, a, uh, I believe, it was People's Choice, you know. So I think people are looking for her to surface a little bit with all the PR going around. So I do think she'll bring in some big numbers. I don't know if she's necessarily, yeah. as you said, Mari, the best of the sisters as far as co-hosting goes, but definitely think she'll, people will be interested to see that one. And uh, finally, uh, Kim Kardashian is the latest family member to come forward uh, to her sister's defense with this crazy Star Magazine report uh, alleging that Khloe Kardashian-Odom is not the biological daughter of late attorney Robert Kardashian. You guys hear this one? Yeah, I heard about that. Um, crazy. Yeah. Basically, Kim came out and said, absolutely not. Uh, she was on her way out of a hair salon, said ridiculously false. And this came after family matriarch Chris Jenner insisted that the rumor is stupid and silly. And, of course, leave it to Chloe to ang- angrily address the speculation earlier on Twitter that day, calling her father's two former wives disgusting for making such a claim. And uh, E! News actually obtained a document which is good, nice proof here, nice working news, that uh, reveals Robert Kardashian had stated under oath that he indeed had four biological children. So I'm definitely not buying this one. I don't know about you guys. I'm not buying it, and I think it's so terrible and so low that his two ex-wives didn't said this. I just think it's, like, like Chloe said, disgusting. Yeah, so, I mean, anybody wants to take a jab you know, at the Kardashians when they when they can. I heard that Justin Bieber might be her dad, so I don't know if that's true or not. So maybe that's... <laughs> that would be really, that would make a good TV show. <laughs> oh, gosh, another spinoff. Anyway, um, well, as I had mentioned, Kim was not on hand for her favorite TV Celeb Reality Star Award at the 2012 People's Choice Awards, but she did have a message to the fans. She said, thank you for always being supportive and for voting for me. It means more than you know. So, uh, no show, but uh, she did win that award. What is so. she, which award was it? Favorite celeb TV celeb reality star. Oh. Awesome. She beat out <laughs> Kathy Griffin. I think Kathy Griffin even pushed up her boobs in a big push-up bra to be able to compete, I, I heard her say. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> So, oh, well, Kathy Griffin, maybe next time. Next time, yeah. But uh, I guess I'm not surprised by that one, of course, because she was actually the number one, uh, along with a couple of other stars. She was right up there, uh, Kim Kardashian, this year, for this in 2011, for being the most uh, popular, highest-selling magazine cover star. So uh, no surprise if she win that award as well. So... Anyway, well, that is your news and gossip this week. And uh, listen, with two episodes to go, with the end being very near, both of the season and Kim and Chris uh, playing out, let's get into some predictions for next week. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So I'm actually a little excited about next week because I have a family friend uh, popping up on the episode. John Edward is actually, uh, my family knows him. He's actually been in my family home. He's uh, definitely someone I'm familiar with, so I'm curious to see if I can get any scoop from him. Um, But I definitely can offer a close opinion. 
on uh, his appearance on the show next week. He's obviously a medium, and uh, I guess he'll be communicating with Kim. I think he sounds like he's talking about her father, um, so it may be a very touching moment in the show. And then, of course, there's... Uh, the Chris and Kim drama, you know, two episodes to go. It's obviously going to continue to unfold. So what do you guys make? What are your predictions for next week? I just think it's interesting that she'll finally be talking about that marriage that she had when she was 19 because the two marriages are strikingly similar. She rushed into a marriage that she shouldn't have, and so I'm interested to see her discuss that and talk about, I don't know, her father's disapproval there and maybe what she thinks her father would have thought about this move and this marriage. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, um, huge fan of John Edwards. That's going to be good to see him on there, too. What was his show called, the one that he had, like, 10 years ago? You guys remember? Uh, Crossing Over. Crossing Over, yeah. Ooh, I used to watch that every week. (laughs) But um, I know, it's crazy. Yeah, he's awesome. But, um, yeah, so I think, I don't know, it would be very interesting if, if, you know, they to see how the you know, divorce unfolds and see, you know, if, you know, who, you know, how, you know, the, the steps leading up to, up to it. So I think we're going to see some of that next week. And then, um, and then, you know, kind of the aftermath with the finale. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, guys, I can vouch for John Edward that he, you know, you see him on TV, that stuff is real. I mean, I've seen him do his stuff live and it's crazy so that is one thing i can say that will be real on the kardashians next week (laughs) so i cannot wait to uh chat about it and tweet about it and that you can follow us all on twitter mark allen is mark e a l a n and mari bagel and legal lady tweets and i'm jackie moran and uh don't forget to join us for our Golden Globe style special tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AfterBuzz TV. Mari will be joining me. And Mark, hey, if you want to tweet me some guys' opinions, I'd All love right. to hear them. You got it. And uh, so we'll we'll be talking style tomorrow, and then we'll see you next week for the second to last episode of the season of Sounds Courtney and Kim's Take New York. We'll right. see you guys next week. All right, cool. Good talking with you guys. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.